welcome to the Detail Solutions Podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I am your host. All right, so apparently I've been telling you guys the wrong thing this whole time. Instagram is not the Detail Solutions Podcast. It's just Detail Solutions Podcast. Apparently I added the the after. So yeah, if you've been trying to look for the Detail Solutions Podcast on Instagram, just drop the the. Um, It is the Detail Solutions Podcast, I believe on Facebook too. (laughs) If not, just drop the the. Um, I'm an idiot. I know. Uh, But the discussion group is the Detail Solutions Podcast discussion group. And that's where you guys and gals can go and leave us comments, feedback, positive or negative. Let us know what you like, what you hate. Um, Give us some topics on the show, um, people that you would like for us to try to bring on the show and talk to. Um, That's also where I'm going to try to post more about our sponsors um, so that we can give them a little bit more love. uh you know if you guys aren't listening to the ads that's you know where the codes are um so listen to those to get some sweet codes and what else is there i think that's it there's nothing else going on sdc is over with Gloss University is over with. Um, yeah, all that fun stuff. So today's guest um is somebody I actually met at Gloss University. Um, I think we had talked a couple of times on Facebook, um, super cool kid. Uh, he actually was in the airport when Knox and I got off our plane um, in Wisconsin early Friday morning and got um, shafted out of rental cars. <laughs> and, so, and so did Harry. Um, but Harry recognized Noxie and then recognized me. And, and then we kind of hung out for the whole weekend. So um, for everybody, Harry Birch, how you doing, buddy? Hey, it's an honor to be on the podcast. It really is. Oh, man, I appreciate that. Um, so, Harry, man, like, you know, like I ask everybody, how did, how, what's the how, the where, the when, the why did you get into detailing? I mean, you're a pretty young kid, you know, um, and, and, and also like let everybody know where you're from too. So, my name's Harry Birch, uh, the third. Um, I'm 28 years old, about to be 28 years old. Um, I grew up in Newburgh, New York, and at the, Around first grade, I moved to Kerhonkson, which is a little bit more rural than uh, Newburgh. Newburgh's a little more of a crime-infested uh, city, and grew up there. And really didn't get into cars until I got my first car, which was a Subaru Impreza. Nice. And once I got it, I just fell in love with cars. Just wanted it to look, you know, absolutely pristine inside, outside, look as good as possible. And from there, it just I got a, you know. I wanted to, I just got to the point where I was just putting so much, I wanted to put too much money in it. My dad's like, why don't you just get a loan, get a nicer car and then put money into something like that. And I ended up getting a Subaru WRX hatchback and that's where it took off. You know, I started looking up stuff on YouTube and, you know, like obsessed garage stuff helped me out a lot. Um, And from there, um, I got a job when I, the post office when I was 21 years old and it was a part-time job, you know, not many people realize with the post office, um, when you get into the post office, you don't really get a full-time job right away. You're a part-timer and right. you have to wait until a regular uh, retires. So sometimes it can be one year or it could be 10 years or more. So you have to kind of get lucky with it. And for me, I was told it would be one to two years and two years went by and I didn't get a full-time job. They kind of lured me in and... <clears throat> So I would had done about four, I was there about four years and I was just wanting to make extra money during the summer. So I started doing mobile detailing 
Um, you know, I practiced a lot on my cars. I knew kind of a little bit of what I was doing, but not really. Right. And that, um, you know, I did that for one summer and here in New York, the winters come, I would stop detailing. So I did it the first summer, winter went by next summer came and I started just really getting into it. You know, I was getting into the Facebook groups, uh, like pain assassins, um, you know, the detailing one-on-one and all those great groups and winter was coming up and I just didn't want to stop. Um, you know, growing as a, I really love doing detailing. I just love being around cars. I love making things nice and clean and looking good and presentable. And so I reached out on my Facebook page for, you know, does anyone know of a place, a garage I could work out in the winter? And this um, woman that I had met from delivering mail, she opened up her own home to me. It's a huge home that had, could probably fit about 15 cars in it. Oh, wow. And she gave me a two bay garage to work out of that had um, running water inside hot and cold. I had a floor drain, like not many personal homes have a floor drain in their garage. So like that was like it was like the ultimate thing. And she was nice enough to let me in there. And she she was like, you know, I was like, why me? Like, you know, why why are you opening up your home? And she's like, I just want to see you succeed. I you know, I, I know how hard it is for young people to, you know, get started in this world and it's she wants to see me succeed so without her like I probably wouldn't even be going to I never would have went to gloss you I wouldn't be talking to you because she's a big thank you know a big yeah. reason why I'm here and so I did that I worked throughout the winter I stayed busy you know um I was trying to do both but the post office wasn't uh post office is a very needy job so you yeah. know like it's the regular calls out, you have to come in and um, okay. you got to be there at the moment's notice. And so they would give me my schedule on like a Saturday, tell me my days I had off, I would schedule my details. And they would, you know, tell me the day before, like, we need you to come in. And I'm like, I can't keep on doing this. So I just made the leap of faith. And so starting this past January, I went full time, I've been doing it full time since January. And, um, and once I was able to do that, I'm like, I wanted to start going to trainings. I want to start getting better. And I couldn't do that before because the post office was such an easy job. I just couldn't. Right. I literally couldn't. I worked every Saturday for six years of my life. And this just gave me, you know, once I left, I just like, I want to do training. So I heard about the Gloss University on, I believe it was like a Facebook uh, post or something. It might have been in Pain Assassins. Actually, I think it was in Detail Wise okay. um, yeah. that I heard about it. And yeah and i uh so how many you know going back to the to working part-time at the at the post office so how many years were you doing it part-time with with the you know not the not the post office how many years were you doing the detailing part-time while you were so my first car i did in may of 2020 was my first car i did and i charged i charged 100 bucks to do the inside and outside and it was a um Dodge SRT was like a 2005. Those like the lower cars. They're like yeah. a little bit lower, and it was had 5,000 miles. It was just left in this these people's garage. It was the it was it was the uh, the lady that uh, opened up her house to me. It was her oh, okay. uh, husband's car, and um, he had passed away, and she just wanted it to put it on bring bring your own trailer, and yeah. so she wanted me just to make it look good. And yeah, that was my first car that I have, have ever done, and. All right. So you're doing it for about two years part-time at the post office before you made the jump to go full-time this year then? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and that lady who opened her, you know, garage to you or her home to you or whatever, do you still take care of her cars today or? Yeah. She's a regular client. 
Yeah, awesome. she's um, you know, she has a Honda. Um, I think it's a Rav Four, and it's every time I get it, it's loaded with dog hair, it's loaded with mud, everything. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I, you know, yeah, I said yeah. to her like she has a fifty percent off detail for the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those those are the ones that like you kind of like hate, but at the same time, like you you know you have to do because if it wasn't for her like you might not be you might still be delivering mail <laughs> yeah she, it was literally that opportunity like i could not there's i live in like a very country setting very similar to wisconsin not uh -huh. near not as rural but sort of like that and there's just not very you know like in a city you have a lot of um days you can rent out a lot for a lot of uh right. business owners and there's nothing around here it's only you know, all the garages are just taken up by either body shops or repair shops. There's nothing really for available. So when I heard that she was uh, offered that to me, I was like, so yeah. stoked. Gen KO is an all around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease and grime. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world. I've tested Gen KO for more than two years before the final ready to use product was produced. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer, and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOMix. So do you still do stuff in her garage now, or are you just good with just mobile running around? So I recently, her. so what it was, she told me the deal. She's like, you can be here for the winter. The house is going to be putting, be put on the market come in the spring. Yeah. So she's like, you're safe till April. And I was like, that's fine. Because once April comes, I can just go mobile and I'll be all right. Um, so I ended up not having to move out till just before I left for uh, Gloss University. Okay. And yeah, so I, I'm, I left there and I was like, I made the post again on my Instagram. I was like, you know, does anyone have a spot? And I found a spot that's in a much better location, a lot closer to um, our main road, which is called 209 in Kerhonkson. Um, It's where I was before was kind of a little up in the woods. So during the winter, it would be a little sketchy because okay. just hills and like ice. And so now, you know, once I get set up in this shop, it's I have to wait till uh, they're getting a new garage bay door. That's going to be insulated and it's going to be a 10 foot door. So I won't have a problem with having to worry about cars fitting in right. before I only had an eight foot door. Um, and yeah, yeah, rap, Raptors, Raptors and Dooley's are a little tight trying to get in an eight foot door. <laughs> I've yet to do a lifted truck. So I was like hoping that I wouldn't get one while I was in the place I was before. But, yeah. um, but it's, it's such a, you know, I really like the mobile detail and it really helped me get my name out and everything, but you know, detailing cars in this, in the hot sun is just, it's, yeah. it's not optimal. It's not, you can't do your best quality work in the sun, you know? And I mean, I, I mean, in the garage, I made my own little water containment mat. I made it out of a, um, a oh, tarp nice. and pool noodles. And yep. I would, uh, you know, do it all inside. And I, you know, the one problem I ran into right away was when I would suck up the water with my wet vacuum, it uh -huh. would foam up in the thing and it would only suck up probably like like i don't know like a little bit of water before it would you know the the engine yeah. would start turning off so i had to you know that's another good thing about the groups i just made that post i'm like what do i do like i need i need help and they're just like put in um there's like anti-foaming stuff you can that people use in jacuzzi so it doesn't yeah. foam up too much and that worked like a charm and i was just cranking them out and awesome. i was you know i was hoping to get more paint correction jobs just because i didn't want to do wash that much because it is it takes a lot a lot of time to you know suck up all the water you got to 
park the car, take the car outside, suck up all the water and then put it back in and all that. Yeah. So um, being mobile, do you find it easier to or, or harder to get to get those like paint correction, ceramic coating type jobs? Or are you mainly doing like washing waxes and interiors and things like that? Um, so when I did mobile, I basically had just one package, like you either want the interior done or the outside done. And I would just do, um, you know, like the interior as good as I could. And then the outside, I would just do a wash. I wouldn't do any clang, any iron. I would just wash the car down and, um, put a little spray wax on it. And all my customers were happy. You know, the car would look great, Yeah. but you know, there was cars that I realized that, you know, it just needed a little bit more work. You know, they needed some clay and they needed, you know, not, not all cars like that are just, you know, they need more attention and whatnot. But right. so once I got, you know, indoors, I did more like this since this January, I've done more paint corrections than it's like crazy. Like, and just, you know, just have to like push for, to do it more. And um, yeah. Oh, that's cool, man. Um, so... <clears throat> I know you're, I know you're still mobile now. Are you looking to, you know, get into a shop permanently or are you looking to maybe try to, you know, have days where you could do mobile stuff and have a shop or what? See, personally, I really want to get away from the mobile stuff. I just, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't like detailing cars outside. I really don't. Um, I'm not mobile anymore. Um, I'm working at my uh, dad's uh, pole barn for the time being, just okay. just to the end of the month until I can get everything set up. But right. um, the Where floor is pretty. the The shop I'm going to be moving into actually was a detail shop back in probably the early 2000s. The guy who oh, okay, uh, cool. owns it now, uh, his brother did detailing, and so it's the sh you know it's set up. There's a lot of outlets around there, but. I was actually going to ask you, uh, flooring wise, um, uh -huh. what I should do. Like, I really like the rubber tie, you know, like the, the race deck or whatever that's yeah. called, Yeah. but I heard it's super expensive, but it just gives that nice high end look. Yeah. But epoxy, um, I went up, I went the epoxy route, uh, uh -huh. just because again, <clears throat> you know, the, uh, the Swiss, I mean, the Swiss tracks was what I really wanted to do. But, you know, even in a small 600 square foot shop like I have, it was still pretty expensive. And then the issue that I also kind of had or thought about was, it was one of the car washes that I ran. We had something very similar. Um, I don't know if they were Swiss tracks, but a very similar, you know, style flooring. And, you know, it's, it's a raised deck. So everything just you know, all the dirt and debris and everything goes underneath it. So, you know, that was kind of like our rain day, you know, nothing going on at the car wash in the detail shop was we had to pull those things apart, you know, pull them out, scrub the floor underneath, clean up all the, you know, anything that fell down there, the, the, the wrappers, the candies, the, yeah, I mean, again, you know, this is high volume car wash. So, I mean, it was a lot more than probably a detail shop would have, you know, but then you'd have to put them all back together. You know, it was a, it was pretty much a full day job for us. And, and I know, uh, you know, I'm kind of lazy when it comes to that stuff, because when I'm working, I'm too busy to do any cleaning. And then when I'm kind of off, like last thing, I the last do, thing you want to do, yeah, is go to the shop <laughs> and clean, right? Like I actually want to enjoy, you know, have some time at home. Um, 
so I went the epoxy route. It was a little bit cheaper for me. Um, it's it's held up wonderfully. I think we've had it now two years or so. I think um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's held up great. Did you uh, uh, install it yourself or? Oh hell no! Do it? <laughs> no, no, I paid somebody <laughs> to do it. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where one of my buddies was doing his three car garage around the same time, and um, and and his three car garage is is almost the same size as my shop and uh he was like a thousand dollars in on the 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 stuff from home depot to do it and it took him like two weekends and i was like man a thousand dollars in four days like Mm -hmm. i can't can't, you know i can't do that um so i found a a buddy or found a, a guy through a buddy of mine here locally um who had done his shop and uh and he came out and he was like i'll do it for 1200 bucks we'll have it done in a day and a half and yep. i was like <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> you know so it, it was like saturday he came i had everything i just took like friday saturday sunday off um or in monday I, t- I took like i took like uh well not even not even a full friday because i i started pulling everything out like friday afternoon when i was done with my monthly washes the guy was there Saturday, had it all grinded down and, and all the stuff on it came in Sunday morning and sealed it. Um, and then Monday morning I was putting stuff back in the shop. Um, wow. and then, and then right back to work Tuesday. Um, and it, and yeah, yeah, it was a good deal. So yeah, I, I, I found a good guy who did it, did it fairly cheap and did a phenomenal job with it. And we liked it so much. We, we had him come and do the, the garage at the house, um, as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just, I like the epoxy. I mean, the epoxy is a little bit, <clears throat> I mean, you got to stay on top of it for cleaning it. Um, you know, I get the, uh, the areas where I'm working around the car, where all the chemicals and everything kind of get, they get kind of dirty. So every now and then I have to go in there with the pressure washer and just kind of scrub the floor with some degreaser and pressure wash it out. And it, it comes back pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, you know, my, my good buddy, Mike, um, he's up in Rochester, New York, he's got Swiss tracks, um, you know, and, and, but he's, he's doing it part-time, you know, in his garage. So what he'll do is, you know, he'll just pull up a section at a time and clean underneath it and put it back together. So I I think it just depends on how, how you want to go with it, honestly. Um, And one thing is, is like, you know, say like the place I'm going, I'm planning on wanting to be there for a long time until I can afford to get my own place, you know, but um, I can take, I can put it in there and take it with me. Yeah. You know, it's something that you can, you know, you know, eventually like bring to your own garage if you wanted to, yeah. or. Yeah. All you would have, have to do is, if you, yeah. If you, if you move and you had to move into a bigger place or a smaller place, I think all you have to do is just, you know, get new borders or something like that, depending on, um, you know, where you're moving it to, or if there's mm-hmm. different, different, um, uh diameters or whatever you would just have to you know just probably get different border pieces but yeah yeah that is the good thing about at least you could pick it up and move it with you if you wanted to but yeah it was just too expensive for me so i went the epoxy route and yeah, i figured one of my that's one of my buddies and he's like just for like a little you know just uh pretty much to pull one car on it like 1600 bucks yeah uh, for the for the swiss tracks yeah i think he has race deck but i don't okay. know if what's more yeah. expensive or they the same or not i haven't really uh, they're probably they're probably similar is your oh man can somebody turn that down
Hey, I wanted to tell you how the Detailers Roadmap has increased leads and boosted my website's optimization on Google. The whole process from start to finish was a breeze, and the Detailers Roadmap staff was there every step of the way. They have a full team of writers and designers to communicate with during your development. And with the Detailers Roadmap, your site is built to convert and rank high on Google's main page. So go to detailersroadmap.com and start your new site design today. But yeah, I, I just, I know they're not cheap. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, yeah. They do look nice. <laughs> yeah, they do. And, you know, you could do cool little custom colors and patterns and things like yeah, that. That's kind of neat. Yeah, like colors for your uh, business. Like, yeah, that's yeah, sweet. So with Gloss University, I, I know you said you saw the um, the thing on the detail wise or whatever, but what kind of drew you to, you know, saying like, hey, that's, you know, let me go to this one because there's a lot of trainings out there. And I've been pretty vocal about, you know, some of the trainings I think are kind of hokey dokey. And then there's some of them that are pretty legit. But, you know, out of out of what you've seen, what what kind of made you decide you wanted to try gloss you the the people absolutely the instructors that were going to be there you know the kxk guys um i don't think at first rupes was advertised there but when i found out they were going as well that was also a plus because that was the next place i wanted to go was the rupes nice um yeah and um yeah so before we get into like your incredible luck that happened at Gloss U. <laughs> I already put that fucker to use. Yeah. <laughs> what, um, you know, like, what did you think of it? I mean, like, as far as like going in there with, you know, the abilities that you had and leaving there, like, how do you think it's going to affect your business? Um, confidence wise, like I've always wanted to learn more about wet sanding and um, I've always practiced it and just to be able to like see in person, someone doing it that knows what they're doing, just, uh, just gave me a lot more confidence and, um, <clears throat> just learning a lot, a lot of the, you know, the slides and stuff, learning about more of the, you know, paint, um, defects you can find like solvent pop. I never knew what that was. Yeah. Um, you know, just certain things to know what to look out for and just, just the overall, just everyone there. It's like, you know, you're in a small town, no one, you're, you're like the only one in the town that knows really what you're talking about, like all these terms and stuff. And then you go to a place to just everyone knows what you're talking about. And just, you just feel like you're at home, you know? Yeah. And just the camaraderie of everyone, everyone, you know, David Patterson, everyone there, just like, you know, I get like a very anxious when I, you know, go out of my comfort zone and doing this was definitely like going through the airport, going to a place by myself. It's the first time I ever flew by myself. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I remember you said that you, you flew, it was the first time you've ever flown by yourself. Yeah, so. I was, yeah, I was, uh, very anxious, but <laughs> it was, you know, you don't, you don't grow in comfortability, you grow in uncomfortable situations. So exactly. And I wish I, uh, started this a lot earlier, this, uh, motto, but, um, the, the experience just was awesome. Just the people, the friends I made, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, and, uh, how much money did you take from Noxy? I freaking got four bucks, bro. Four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good deal. I was surprised. <laughs> um, okay. And then, so to let everybody know the big, the big lucky streak you got, man, you went home with a full Rupes rotary kit, didn't you? 
Yeah, so let me explain to the viewers. So at the beginning of the weekend, Anoxi said to everyone, he's like, I want everyone to participate. You know, no question is a stupid question. You know, yeah. I want everyone to get the most out of this uh, training. So he's like, to enforce this and make it a little more fun, he said, um, anytime I ask a question, you answer it right, you're going to get a dollar. And who at the end of the weekend, whoever had the most money would go away with a uh, prize. And so I was like, game on. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> I was raising my hand every time and trying to be, you know, even if that wasn't a thing, I still would have been like that because yeah. I'm just, you know, I just want to get the most out of everything, you know, the entire experience. And, you know, the first day I think I got, two dollars and then the next on saturday i got the two and then on sunday i got another two and you know just I, when he asked you know when we were doing the um pictures at the end the all the awards and everything and certificates he asked he's like um so who has the most and i i was like i, I wasn't even thinking I, I didn't even think i had the most and i was just like four yeah because a lot of people had three a lot of people had three. Yeah. So, you know, one, one question, I didn't raise my hand. If I didn't participate that one time, I, you know, would have not gone home with what I came home with. Yeah. Um, I need to, I need to find out from him is what he would have done if everybody would have had the same. <laughs> like I was thinking the same thing. We would have had to you, have like, a, you got like, the, you got the KXKO Burke deal for that one. Right. Is that what it was? So yeah, so the one, yeah, yeah I, I got the, tons of pads, tons of polishes that I can yeah. try out. And yeah, it was like more than I could even hold. I had yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you definitely stuff all over the place. I was just like overwhelmed <clears throat> with the amount of stuff I got. Yeah. And then and then the Rupes one was the big, everybody put their, their number into a drawing. Dave did a random number generator. Um and it's, it's funny. Do you want to tell the story of how you picked your number? Yeah. So um, we all went up for, to take our pictures with the guys. And after that, we were told to go to a piece of paper, write down our name, all our information so we can stay in contact and whatever. And then write down a number between one and 30. And I wrote down uh, three because I'm, I'm Harry the third, you know? Yeah. And, you know, he, they're looking, they're doing the random number generator. And we were like, Oh, but there wasn't 30 people that entered. So how are we going to do it? Like if whoever's the closest. And um, so there was four different, uh, I believe there was four different prizes. The first one was like a, um, some kind of shampoo ceramic type thing. And, oh yeah. The G yeah. The G technique stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's then, like the, the spray on the, or the, the wash and wax or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And then the second one was a pain assassin's backpack, which I actually really wanted to. Yeah. And that thing was, thing that thing was sweet. stuffed with, with auto fiber um, yeah. towels too. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good deal. And, and then I think there was, was there three or four? Was there uh, so I, think one I, got? I think there was one more. I think it was an, an overt kit maybe. Hey Jason, don't you hate it when you see a sexy car, but the interior has a messy stick shifter. Yeah, man. My wife says the same thing about me all the time. It's it's pretty embarrassing. Well, now that uh, we have the Manscaped sponsorship, you know, you could use the Lawnmower 4.0 to have a clean and tidy stick shifter. Nice. Uh, their products are precision engineered tools. It's like the equivalent of using like a Rupes or a Flex machine with a different type of cut and polished look. That's right. And if our listeners use the code DSP, 
they'll save 20% off and free shipping on their total order. Yeah, and then the the grand prize was a uh, brand new, still in the box, never used Rupes uh, rotary polisher, which during the weekend I realized I was missing from my arsenal. Uh, I never picked up a rotary that in, until that weekend. Uh, besides like metal, I tried doing aluminum metaling polishing and I realized that's a whole nother uh, path to go down and career path yeah. besides what we do because that's like, you can get really, it's like some dirty work. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it was the uh, the rotary and just a bunch, it was pretty much a starter kit. You know, everything you needed, the the wool pads, the yeah. compounds and um, he's like, so who do you think won? And I'm like, me. I was yeah. like, and he's Dude, like, yep. I'm going just... to inject a little here, man. You, you made such an impression on, on all of us. Um, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't really speak for everybody that was there, but my time was primarily spent hanging out with, you know, the, the core of the Gloucester university trainers, Knox and Kilmer and Patterson and Maddie aren't, um, you know, you made such an impression on, on all those guys and myself as well, that like that, you know, your number coming up, dude, the look on their faces, I think matched the look on your face because (laughs) they were kind of like, you know, and I think Knox and Patterson, we talked about it afterwards that they were like, man, you know, not that nobody else who went to Gloucester university deserved that, but they, I think really, you know, seeing your energy and how you did things and, you know, not having a rotary and wanting a rotary. Like, I think they were almost willing, you know, you to, to win it. So when that three came up, you know, and Patterson looked at Knox and Knox looked at Patterson and they're both looking at the computer, you know, to, to, to do that, like, you know, that, that was, um, I, I think that, I think that was very special for them. You know, I think it was one of those, like, you know, this is perfect that, you know, it's going to somebody who's really deserves it and really is going to get it versus like, uh-huh. if I would have won, like I have one, I would have, you know, I would have declined it. I would have told them to give it to somebody else anyways. But, you know, I think that's what made it so special was that, you know, you had just made an impression with them. They knew how badly you, you needed it, wanted it. And it just seemed like it was that perfect, you know, deal. It was awesome. Yeah, because I, you know, I didn't realize getting sanding scratches out, like how effective a rotary is at that. And I, when I got home, I wasted no time. My dad has a, uh, a old Chevelle yeah. that um, the paint jobs, it was a crappy paint job got done. It had to be repainted. So he's like, you could do whatever you want on this, you know, practice on it. I mean, it is textured up and I would just started practicing and just working with um, Jason Kilmer. Um, I talked to a lot, talked to him a lot and um, yeah he just gave me the confidence to, um, to do it, you know, just like I knew how to do it, but just not, he just gave me that confidence, you know, working side by side uh, with me. And um, yeah, and I that's mean, one I of have... the things I, I, so for everybody who's listening, like to get an idea of, you know, this isn't just one of those, one of those things where they're just like, Oh, you do this. And then they, they walk away. Like they did with me. Right. Like my, my little story is the runs, you know, and I'm watching Noxy do the razor blade on the runs. And so I'm asking him about it, you know, cause he had the razor blade taped off and, and he's like showing me how to do the, you know, scrape the runs down on the, on the paint. 
And then like, he hands me the razor blade and I'm like working, working. And I'm like, Hey, am I doing okay? And I turn around and he's like gone. Right. <laughs> like this, this guy just left me with a razor blade on paint. Like, and you know, and then, and then Kilmer comes over and he's like, he's like, ah, yeah, Nazis working with you. Huh? I got tape on there. He's like here. And he like hands me a, a regular razor blade with no tape on it. And, and he's like showing me how to scratch it or whatever. And so I start, you know, shaving down the runs with just a regular razor blade. And then he like dips out. Right. I'm like, this, these guys, these assholes. But like, that's the one thing I noticed with you. Like when, when Kilmer was working with you, like, man, you got a good solid, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes where you guys were working on that door from like, oh my gosh, yes, like, that... like wet sanding it to then like, you know, the rotary, you know, and he was, he was watching you use the rotary and he was like, telling you know critiquing you on and telling you how to do this how to do that and he would do it to show you like like that was the cool thing for me was to sit back and watch those guys working with you know the guys like you that didn't have any experience and you know we're getting that hands-on um, that's what it's all about right right there. and to me that that's what that's what really you know, made me stand back and go like, okay, this, this really is the training you have to come to if you're going to do something like this. Cause you're, I don't know that you're going to really get that anywhere else, you know, um, with those guys. And, and that's, that's what was really cool. Hi, detail solution podcast listeners, Ian here from Autofiber. Are you using high quality microfiber designed for detailing? We have been designing and manufacturing the best in automotive microfiber products for over 20 years and continue to improve. Join the Autofiber family and use code DSP for 10% off your order at autofiber.com. Yeah, that was such a one. I honestly, it was one of my favorite moments was that right there when we were working on that door with him. And um, it's just like. You know, he showed me how to use the rotary and I, at first, like it was doing the jumping around thing. And he's, you know, he's yeah. telling me, you know, like, you need to like, you know, lock in your arms, you got to control it and, you know, tilt it a little bit. And when I came home, when I used that, uh, Rupes, I, it was, didn't jump on me once, you know, I just, yeah. like if I did, if I just picked that up by myself, probably would have took me a lot, lot longer to be able to learn how to control it and, and everything. Yeah, and that was, that was the other thing, Jim, the, the older guy. You know, he didn't really have a lot of experience with the rotary um, and he was kind of doing the same thing. Like he was jumping around all over the place when Noxie was working with him. Um, and then you weren't with us the Sunday night. We went back over um, to the Ring Brothers at like 1130 mm -hmm. um, because um, uh, Heller wanted to get some some interviews from me and and. I think for me and Kilmer and Dave that he hadn't got yet. And Jim went over there with us and it's 1130 at night, you know, and old Jim's got the, got the wheel just cranking away on that BMW and like, you know, watching him the day before where the thing was kind of like all over the place with him. He didn't really have any control with it to, you know, 1130 on a Sunday night. And he's like, you know, he'd been doing it all his life. Like, uh -huh. Yeah. It was, that was, that was really killer. Yeah, that car, that's one of my dream cars is a E36 to get one of uh -huh. those. And when I saw that, I was just like, I was asking him everything about it. And he, the one night, the Friday, um, I got there. It was also really cool. So on Friday, there was supposed to be a uh, business class training that um, yeah. was going to go on. And unfortunately, it didn't fall through. 
But uh, David was like, you know, you know, I don't know if you want to still come or you want to come a day later, but you're more than welcome to hang out with us and set up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that sounds almost better than the business class, you know, being able to hang right, out with right. Jason Kilmer, all these guys. And um, and that's where, uh, you know, we hung out a lot with uh, Bill Martin. And um, it was uh, it was awesome just yeah, being able the, to hang out yeah, just that one day, help set up. and yeah. Cause you get a little bit more in that, that, you know, it's, it's a little more kind of laid back, yep. you know, um, the hangout kind of deal. Um, although I think David was, you know, David was wound pretty tight cause he was trying to get everything done and, um, and nothing seemed to be going, going his way with it. It was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, man. So I, listen, I, I'm glad, I'm glad you came to that. That was, that was super cool um, to kind of watch, gotta, you, watch your progression and everything that weekend. I got a question for you. Um, yeah. Do you know of any upcoming uh, trainings that you might be interested in as of right now or no? I, I don't, man. Honestly, after Gloss U, like, you know, I've, I've already, I've already talked to my wife, whatever they set up next year, I'll go back again. Um, and, and for me, it wasn't really, um, any of the hands-on type stuff, not to say that I can't be better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I did a lot of, I did a lot of hands-on with Knox when I did my train, my one-on-one with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was more of the, the sanding and, and correction type stuff that I want to do, right. Like rids, like little things like that. Um, you know, the stuff that they were kind of training, you know, at Gloss U was, was more of like, if you wanted to do a whole car, whether block sanding or with the Rupes guys, you know, doing the whole, um, the DA sanding kind of thing. And, and that's something I just, I, I really don't want to do. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into it. It's not, not my cup of tea, but it was something that I, right. But it was something that I wanted to, to still learn on the technical side, right? Like d- didn't really need to have to put a whole lot of hands on. I just wanted to learn technical side. So, you know, when I'm in a situation and I'm looking at something and I go, okay, well, you know, Hey, you got water spots all over the whole hood. Like, you know, instead of cutting, 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 heating it up and cutting, 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 heating it up till they go away. Like I could probably just throw some, you know, 2000 or 3000 on a DA or whatever and sand it down mm-hmm. kind of, you know, um, or at least, you know, whatever. So that's, that was kind of more of why, why I wanted to go. And that's why, you know, when everybody was attacking the car, um, trying to remove the defects that Knox had put in it, you know, I just kind of went over and played around on a hood. I wanted to play with the new Rupa's microfibers. I wanted to play, you know, with the, the Oberk stuff, which I mean, I, I use regularly anyways. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, for me, it was, it was more of the camaraderie, you know, the guys who are my friends, you know, the, the people that I felt like I, you know, made friends with, like, like meeting you there, meeting Jim, um, meeting, um, uh, I think his name was Mark, the barber guy, uh, the, the hair, the head on hair salons or whatever. Yes. Like he, yeah. He was, he was cool to hang out with, you yeah. know, and like, and you he's know, gone before a bunch of times. That's yeah. not his first time. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, meeting um Brenda, you know, Brenda, Brenda had been there before. So things like that. Super you know, nice woman. Yeah, yeah. You know, the people that I made friends with while I was there, plus the friends that I had, you know, the KXK guys, the, you know, Dave and, you know, all those guys I already knew. But, 
you know, I don't get a lot of time to hang out with them. So it was, that was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, like for me, it's, um, you know, I want to go back again next year, um, wherever they have it at. And, and again, it'll, it'll mostly be, you know, from, for the camaraderie side of it, but it'll yeah. also be just, you know, picking up that technical stuff, you know, for me, it'll just be, you know, that's, <clears throat> that's what I really try to, you know, try to push myself to learn going into this year was to learn more of the technical stuff, how things work, why they work, right? Like I, I don't want to just be like, okay, well, you know, you go up and down, you go back and forth, you do this, you do that, you know, whatever. I want to know why all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, for me, it's, it's, you know, like you said, you know, the reason why you went was because of the, the trainers. Right. Um, and, and to me, I don't know any other training that you're going to find that caliber no. of people. Right. No. I mean, I mean, you could go do a Rupes training and, and, and probably learn a lot, but I think it's the, 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 the variety and, and, you know, and the differences in the trainers. I mean, you got the KXK guys, you know, that are teaching sanding and then you've got the Rupes guys teaching sanding, right. But they're teaching two different styles mm -hmm. and you're going to learn two different things, you know, whether it's from Kilmer and, and Noxie or whether it was from Dylan and Nick. Our next sponsor is hands down one of my favorite polishing systems. The easy to use combo for one and two step polishing makes it extremely versatile and capable of perfect results every time. And it's definitely my go-to. The polish systems perform amazing, but what I like most is minimal dusting and a balanced product and it's pain assassins approved. So check out abertcarcare.com to find out more about their amazing polishes as well as some of their new items. Again, obertcarcare.com. And then you got Patterson, you know, I mean, I, I really liked when Patterson on day two, on day two kind of got into, you know, a lot of the theory on stuff with the pads and, and compounds and things like that. Um, you know, and then you had the G-Tech guys, Eric and, and his guys there doing doing the, uh, the, the ceramic stuff, if you wanted, you know, to play with ceramic or play with G-Tech, you know, kind of deal. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of great other trainings out there, but I just don't think you'll get what you get from Gloss University. It's like an all-star lineup. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's just nuts. Yeah. What do you uh, think about the uh, dry ice machine that we, uh, the German guy showed us about? <sighs> It was, it was cool. <laughs> That's all I'm going <laughs> to say about it. Um, listen, I, I, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, I just don't see, I don't see it for an hour. For, uh... Well, for me, for me, it wouldn't, it would not work. Um, mm -hmm. I don't do enough volume. Um, and that's one of the things, you know, that when Eric was talking about it was it's, you know, having the dry ice on hand to be able to, to use it, you know, and, and that dry ice, you know, has a five to seven day window of, of being good to not being good, you know, and he said the dry ice they had was kind of at the end of that window. So it wasn't going to be as great. Um, I think if you're somebody up North, um, you know, maybe with a lot of salt and snow and stuff like that, and you're doing a lot of high volume, it could probably 
be a great thing. Or if you're somebody who's doing restoration type work, That's where, exactly, yeah. you know, you're trying to knock that, that rust off. You're trying to, you know, make a, you know, a, a nasty control arm look beautiful again or whatever. Like that's where it's going to be. Um, it's definitely not a cheap machine, you know, because of the, the compressor that you have to, to run it, you know, you have, that you have to have to run with it. Um, you know, it's not like you can run down a Harbor freight and buy a hundred dollar, $200 air compressor and run this machine on. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it has its application for people, but because when I saw it and I was like, mm, it would never really work for me. Like I just kind of tuned out, I, you know, I started talking with, with Bill and Thomas and, you know, we were talking about other stuff and, um, you know, I just figured it, it's not for me, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's a great machine. I'm sure a lot of people, you know, write application. Um, it'd be a great machine for them. One thing I could see, I just can't justify the price of force for just this thing, but you know, when you get a vehicle, say like a Mazda CX-5, where the grill is just obnoxious and yeah. you got to get in there with that detail honey, brush. The honeycomb every... grills. Yeah. 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 Dude, that thing just, you can get it done in 30 seconds. Just it gets in all those cracks yeah. and crevices and it just seems like no matter how much you brush them you still can see a little bit you know that you missed but that's where i would see me wanting it the most just stuff like that but i was i didn't know you could actually use it for interiors i thought when i thought of dry ice you know cleaning i always thought of just you know having it up on a, a lift right and blasting just, like meticulously side. getting all the parts and getting it to where it's you know looking as new as possible and it was pretty cool to see that it's, you know, safe and that it's, you know, it's no moisture. It's just, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's vapor. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's the one thing I was uh, sharing a lot of stuff on my story this weekend about uh, my experience on Instagram. And that was the one thing that I had the most like feedback from people is like, oh, that's awesome. Like dry out. they were asking so many questions about it. And um it was just a cool little thing. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to run into when you go to these trainings. I, I didn't know that I was going to get to work with um, the G Technic guys and see um, ultra being installed and see how they do it. And like the dry ice stuff, like it's little stuff like that. You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, I didn't even know that uh, the dry ice guy was going to be there. Honestly. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't, apparently I didn't pay attention to what was going on at Glossier if they announced it or whatever. So it was kind of a neat thing to see um see it work in action um but yeah like i said it just it just wouldn't it wouldn't fit in my my business model you know yeah. kind of deal and then plus i mean down here in florida like you know i mean unless i was doing restoration type stuff um you know we don't have salt and snow and and crazy heavy debris oh, you're lucky yeah like you guys do up there yeah it's awful <laughs> yeah um yeah. I mean, you know, so what do you think, like, you know, now coming out of gloss, you, you know, being in your business, you know, kind of full-time, you know, for what, like six months now, like, like what's your, you know, what's your next step? Like what's your, you know, your, your goal on the horizon, you know, to, to kind of do. I just want to keep on learning. Um, just keep on going and going and going. And now I have, contacts that I'll have for a lifetime of super awesome people that, you know, if I have a problem like yesterday in the car, I had the, this Mazda CX-5 that just was absolutely covered in sap and it had etched so bad on the hood and the roof. And believe it or not, I didn't know how badly sap really damages 
paint and this car oh, yeah. was literally a 2021 had 10,000 miles on it and I was I told the customer you know I would at least it was just like an all-in-one just make it look good um and I hit it just quickly I thought I was just gonna be able to do the hood easily with just an orange HDO and perfect finish and it didn't even touch it and I was you know I was you know humbled very quickly and I was able to you know call I called my buddy Maddie and um David Patterson and they uh you know I was able to get in contact with them really quickly and they explained to me how you know you know once sap sits on there and the heat swells the paint and it you know sinks into the clear coat you can sand the crap out of that but you're never going to get it perfect again so um that was a great uh lesson and just just knowing that I just have the support now and that's that's the big thing right it's the support like it's you know i kind of i kind of had something very similar i mean i came home and and had a client drop off a a bmw x1 to get corrected and coded and on the front um uh driver fender there was kind of the same thing it looked like some tree sap had you know hit and and ran down and, and even though it was off or maybe it was bird poop or something, I don't know, whatever it was, but it etched into the clear, um, you know, so I took the skills that I had learned from Noxie and kind of over the weekend and I took a little KXK rid stick with some 1500 and, and then followed up, you know, um, 2000 and 3000 and then polished it out and it wasn't perfect. Right. Um, you know, the, uh, the KXK motto, sand to improve, not to remove. Yes. But it definitely was not as noticeable. Like the light had to hit on it the right way, the right angle for you to still see a little bit like at the end of the drip um, because it was kind of close to the edge of the fender and I didn't want to sand, you know, too close on the edge. Um, and, you know, but the client was thrilled with it. Right. And and that's that's all from you know that support that I had with with that training and and my hands on with Noxie and kind of knowing what I could and couldn't do and you know sanding to improve and not to remove but made it right for him. So it's all good stuff. Yeah, like now when I run into any kind of like a rid or any kind of scratch, you know, I just I'm so much more confident now my technique and what I can and can't you know take out and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you said you've already using the rotary. So um, you're pretty good. You're pretty confident with doing a whole car with the rotary. Cause I think you were, you guys were just working on that, that door or whatever. You think you could do a whole car with the rotary? No problem. Luke, I am your father. Uh, hey guys, caught me playing a little Tommy boy with my new Viper industrial fan. Listen, you probably saw the Facebook live we did a couple of weeks ago. This thing blows out super cold air. You would not be disappointed. So head on over to viperindustrial.com and pick yours up today or maybe even a chair. And don't forget to use the code DSP25 to save an additional $25 off of the deals that they're running. Um, I've, It'd be a little scary, but yeah. I think I could do it. <laughs> but it just it's crazy how fast it cuts yeah. you know just like what it does and like i think it could really you know if i really hone in on my skills on it and get better and better like i could just knock out cars much quicker like a a really hammered car like my dad has a camaro ss that's black and it's just you know been through a million and one car washes and you know when you take a da on that with some heavy cutting compound you know it's I, with the rotary i think it really uh, helped me out 
yeah it's a black gm paint too so um that's something i have to work on trying to finish and stuff i was able to get pretty good finish but it's still i'm very you know particular and i could always see a little little bit of micro marring i don't know if that's just something you have to live with or is it possible to get it a hundred percent or um it, it can usually usually when you're still seeing some micro marring um you know you just usually have to do a step down cut um a lot of times mm -hmm. if i'm doing something really heavy like a heavy grit compound and i'm using a, a wool pad or, or a heavy cut microfiber pad or something like that there's always going to be some marring from the fibers of the pad so then i'll just usually grab a um like a medium cut pad or medium or like a heavy polish pad or something like that like a foam pad and then go over it with like a meat you know like a like a a medium cut compound and usually that'll do the trick you know and then you can follow it up with your with your polish there's there's been a few times i've had to do like a three or four step you know to make it look perfect mm -hmm. um but for the most part um you know again the bmw i did the other day i actually put those new rupes uh microfibers um pads to the test so i was using the the rupes microfiber blue the course um and Obert cut just because i love the way that Obert cut finishes oh, yeah. down is awesome. so nice first time I used that. um and i'll tell you what like i was able to one step that that uh that bmw with the with a with a coarse microfiber pad and Obert cut just because the cut finished down so nice um you know i put a i put my my um you know my spotlight on it um my handheld light on it and couldn't see any micro marring had it out in the sun couldn't see any micro marring so you know i was like well shoot it's all nice and glossy now no sense in no sense in doing anymore and then i threw two coats two coats of um two quarts professional on top of it man that thing really really wow. popped after that so um so yeah i mean it, it just kind of depends on the pain it kind of just depends on the, the pad and the compound you're using um you know if you get that little bit of micro marring usually just do a little step down cut before you do your polish and that should remove so you're um, saying like go heavy medium and then like a finish yeah polish. yeah especially if you're doing Instead something that's that's heavy with a with a wool or with a microfiber that might leave a little bit of micro marring then yeah usually i'll just do a foam pad with a medium you know to kind of cut the micro marring out and then do a mm -hmm. polish on it because sometimes the polish won't won't fully remove it um Okay. You know, that, that micro marring and you'll still see a little bit of it, you know, haze out in the sun or in the light. Um, so I just, I just prefer, you know, my clients are spending money, you know, I try not to cheapen out on it, you know, so I'll just go ahead and do a, do a, a step down cut and then polish it out. You know, I've got my polishing down pretty quickly now where it doesn't take me a whole lot of time to polish out a car. Um, so I, I can, you know, even if I've got to add that, that second step in, in between the cut and the polish, um, it doesn't take too much out of my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so Harry, Harry was just going to hit it and run now that he's got his training and everything, you know, I'd really, you know, I, I know we'll stay in touch, but I'd really love to, uh, and you know, maybe we do it on the podcast or something like that, but I'd really like to, you know, towards the end of the year, um, get with you and, and see, 
where you are in six months from gloss you you know Uh, as far as like you know where you were leading up to it kind of thing um i'd love to see how that that growth and confidence that you have now like what it does for you that's what david has said to me he's like i'm really excited for you and i'm just can't wait to see where you are from a year from now yeah like you know yeah it's good stuff those are great guys man that's all i got to say about it um all right well kind of didn't mean for this to turn into a gloss you commercial <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know hey you had some good stuff to say um about it and about you so um i appreciate you coming on and doing this harry man it was oh wait hang on time out let's Re- rewind um so so i do want to there's one more thing i want to ask you about it has nothing to do with detailing um uh-huh. you're uh you're doing what is that the carnival i knew you were gonna ask this question (laughs) (laughs) so so i mean so uh, what was that friday night yeah (laughs) so friday night we all go out to to dinner um and uh and i I was like i was talking to harry or wait was it friday yeah it was friday night right and i was like it was when we were sitting outside on the the little patio yeah yeah i was like i was like harry we're all going out to dinner and harry's like ah i already ate i'm like what you already (laughs) ate and and you're like yeah 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 I went to went to Walmart bought a uh, an electric skillet and and three pounds of ground beef I eat ground beef and you're like telling me about all this stuff, um, how did you what's the, what's okay, the carnivore so diet get, how'd you get into that like so let me the, yeah <laughs> so all my life I've dealt with uh, acid reflux and like gastrointestinal issues and okay. kind of the same thing with um you know I dove deep into it because they when you have acid like gastrointestinal problems traditional american medicine wants you to they just want to give you a pill and just uh, hide your symptoms but then it gives you more problems right so i didn't want to go that route i wanted to go the natural route and they're like if you change your diet and eat better um you can get rid of it and you know i've tried tons of different diets and actually this past february i got uh to the point where I couldn't eat anymore. I had uh, stomach ulcers that um, were oh, wow. developing and I didn't, I couldn't eat for nine days straight because the pain of having food in my stomach was worse than um, the hunger pains. And so from researching, researching, I found about, I ha- found out about a diet called the carnivore diet. And what it is, is you pretty much eat how our ancestors ate in early, early days. You know, we hunted we killed an animal and that's how we fed our whole family. We would eat everything, you know, nose to tail. We would eat all the organs, right? Uh, the meats and everything. And what people don't realize is um, it's people that have weakened uh, stomachs, you know, linings. Um, it comes from like very stressful uh, lives. Uh, if you got like a lot of anxiety and stuff like that, it can wear down. And people that have really weakened stomachs can be sensitive to uh, plant foods. Okay. Um, no matter what kind of plant it is, some plants are more toxic than others. Uh, you know, like some plants you eat, you can die and drop down, you know, right on the floor. And some you don't like food that we eat, like lettuce and stuff like that. You don't feel anything, but on a, people that have very uh, sensitive stomachs can actually develop autoimmune diseases. And so um, through doing the research, I tried doing uh, just meat. And that was the one thing that I could eat that would not bother my stomach. And um, I just been sticking with it. And um, that's what I was worried, you know, like going out, uh, 
going to Wisconsin. I'm like, how am I going to do this? Like, yeah, I eat out the cheese time. state, right? Like, how are you going to eat meat when it's a cheese state? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up going to Walmart. I got a $20 uh, skillet, that electric skillet. I yeah. bought um, all the ground beef they had in stock, um, <laughs> some eggs and some uh, frozen sausage. And I was cooking that up. I was eating that for breakfast and uh, dinner. And then like for the one day I ended up having the pizza that we had and I can eat, you know, random foods, but right. it's just the foods that work for me the best. And, yeah. um, it, uh, it was funny the one day where you said you, you know, you, when you walked past my room and you yeah, yeah, the hallway just yeah. smelled like ground, yeah, like burgers. It smelled like, it smelled like somebody was <laughs> cooking ground beef. And I was like, ah, Harry's cooking ground beef. <laughs> yeah. So. So if anyone out there deals with stuff like that, I'm very knowledgeable in that you could reach out to me and I could uh, help you out with that. So, yeah. So what'd you do with the skillet? Did you take I it just home? left that thing behind. You left it like behind. when I want all that stuff, I had to leave stuff behind. I wanted to bring that roof as box, but it just wouldn't fit the skillet. Yeah. I couldn't bring back a lot of boxes, but, um, in the prize uh, that I got a, a big uh, Rupes duffel bag to like hold your polisher in, and yeah. I was able to use that as an extra carry-on. And I learned that you can't bring that as a uh, carry-on. Mm -hmm because I got right through there and they're like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, it's a polisher. Yeah. And, um, you know, what, so you know, what's crazy about that though. I don't know why the electric or the cord has something to do with it or whatever, but I think Mark said he was able to take his battery powered Milwaukee through the carrier. Huh. That's weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why the batteries, you know, battery powered versus, I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought that's what I heard him say. Um, uh, but yeah. Um, all right. Well, if anybody does want to reach out to you and find out about the, the carnivore diet or, you know, how it, how it's helped you or whatever, what's the best way for, for anybody to reach out to you and get a hold of you? So, uh, on Facebook, I'm Harry Birch, the third, um, my socials on Instagram is the detail, the detail wagon on, uh, Instagram as well. The detail wagon. I'm on all the big, uh, detailing pages, uh, pain assassins, um, all those guys. Um, and yeah. I appreciate you for having awesome. me on. I really do. Listen, Harry, I, I appreciate you for coming on, man. I'm, I'm so glad that I got the chance to meet you and hang out with you this past weekend. Um, I look forward to, you know, watching your growth and seeing the things that you do. And, and hopefully, hopefully we'll hang out again at the next class you whenever that, yeah, or whatever whenever next the, event. Yeah, exactly. Um, SEMA, you're going to go to SEMA. I've not gone to SEMA yet. And I want to, well, come, that's, come to, that's in come. September. November. November? Okay. Yeah. November 1st through the 4th, I believe. It's a Tuesday through Friday. Um, I'm uh I was actually just the other day looking at uh travel stuff, trying to figure out how I'm gonna go. So um, so yeah, if anything, come to SEMA. We'll hang out at SEMA. So sweet. All right, buddy. You have a great day, man. I appreciate it so much. Thank you again. And it was it was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Bye. bye.